Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good things too. But first off, do you know anything about She-Ra? <laughs> Well, I know that She-Ra was a spinoff of the He-Man series mm-hmm. uh, aimed uh, at girls and at selling uh, a bunch more toys. Well, of course. That's what he- what He-Man was aiming to do also. <laughs> <laughs> Even with its weird bodybuilder stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I-, I know it's a DreamWorks thing. Thing. I think it's a DreamWorks Netflix joint, which they yes, do a lot lately. But do you know anything about She-Ra? Uh, no, just that she was, uh, I remember in the old cartoon, she was like He-Man's sister? Long lost yeah. twin sister. Yeah, yeah, long lost twin sister. But I, I, I don't, I haven't heard anything about He-Man in She-Ra. Maybe in season two or three, they'll introduce his long lost twin brother, or probably they, he never will. Um, yeah, the Wikipedia says that He-Man is not referenced or like does not, and also does not show up in the, in the princesses of power. But mm-hmm. so I knew like She-Ra existed and I knew she was He-Man's sister, but I didn't know what her backstory was. Mm-hmm. So do you know why she was long lost? Uh, I have a vague recollection. She was like turned evil for a while. Right. Well, so basically, um, so throughout the series, they're like the evil horde is like the evil army that He-Man is against. And when He-Man and She-Ra, Adam and Adora are their real names, when they were both babies, um, Adora was kidnapped by one of the leaders of the Horde. And because it was an 80s cartoon and you had to be good or evil, she was mind controlled for her whole life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of like There's being no... brainwashed or whatever, it was just like... No, she's inherently good, so she had to be mind-controlled. <laughs> so, when you first meet her in the 80s cartoon, she is Force Captain Adora, and she's like an evil horde captain. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, they release her from the mind control or whatever, and she figures out she's She-Ra, and she gets her cool sword. Right. But I, I thought, that's a way more dramatic backstory than I was expecting. <laughs> i mean that's like um tommy the green power rangers backstory it's when you gotta add in uh, a cool new character who is for some reason not on the good guy side (laughs) for some reason starts off evil Mm -hmm. i i've seen this a couple of times before in uh similar properties yeah all about selling those toys (laughs) because you've gotta have them fight so that people want the figures. <laughs> um, I like this sentence on the Wikipedia, uh, which is, Unlike Adam, who often feigned laziness and a carefree attitude to deflect suspicion that he might be He-Man, Adora never acted against her nature and was always seen as brave and selfless. 
<laughs> it's just dunking on He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> She just never Spider-Man's it. She she never tries to look like she doesn't care. She's always like, fuck you, I'm gonna go help. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a, a problem in the new series either. Well, I think I I think in recent media, but probably particularly this show, like secret identities aren't really a thing it. I mean, yeah. In fantasy settings like this, where everybody's looking like a conan-esque muscles and all that the superpower jazz and there's like skeleton men to fight and stuff like secret identities are not nearly as important when it's good versus evil yeah i just i feel like especially i don't know exactly how they restructured the new show other than like they're not Mm -hmm. gonna go she's literally been mind controlled her whole life but i i really think it's just like they're just people like doing their thing and Adora is She-Ra, and that's just, like, who she is. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not trying uh, to hide it from the masses, because it's not, it doesn't take place on Earth. So, like, what's the point? People are not as scared of moral ambiguity nowadays. Yeah. Or, or people undergoing arcs and not being perfect all the time. Yeah. Um, The planet they're from is Eternia? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Though the planet that He-Man takes place on at least is, is Eternia. Well, the planet that they're from is Eternia, but the planet that the Horde is attacking, that they, like, are on is Etheria. Okay. <laughs> in, in Look, I, I, I think that was a thing in the old cartoon. The old I cartoon. think it was so that, yeah, in the old He-Man and She-Ra cartoons, I think... The way it was like, oh, the two series are separate is that it's like, oh, they can cross over and stuff, but they're taking place on different planets. So we don't need to come up with an excuse for why it's not all just one big show. Right. Um, But anyway, I just kind of wanted to talk about like the 80s show just to so when we watch this to see kind of the differences. Mm hmm. Um. But yeah, so there's the evil horde. They're trying to take over Etheria. Adora is like a part of it. And then something happens. And she Mm -hmm. starts helping He-Man instead and starts helping the planet of Etheria free itself. And then, you know, a bunch of stuff happens that sells a lot of toys. (laughs) Well, Uh, and then there's a bunch of cool shit. Well, yeah, that's the, I mean, (laughs) that's the part you don't really need to go into detail about. Exactly. Um, speaking of i <laughs> i'm gonna google like what toys the new show has unless that okay be spoilers. Well, um while you're doing that i'm gonna talk a little bit about uh noelle stevenson hell uh, yeah who yeah aka ginger hazing who was the creator of uh nimona uh and uh lumberjanes which are some really great comics uh that uh i've been a big fan of her work for a long time um uh, she's sort of a she's a comic artist illustrator who uh is uh now uh a like i don't know what her exact role is but she's sort of like the she's sort of like the lead creative influence on she-ra now yeah i mean she's like makes it yeah she's a good she's just like a great writer of like a, a lot of like Nimona was uh, a super 
like fascinating like focus female character and lumberjanes is all about like a big diverse cast of cool female characters uh and like uh she she's the um what's the word the 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 creator showrunner and executive producer of the series yeah she made it pretty much yeah 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 no she did yeah she did make it (laughs) i just don't know the intricacies of how a a product gets like produced and put into the hand and what all of these titles mean so fair enough Uh, 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 but yeah (laughs) (laughs) amazing good job i'm just dumb (laughs) but yeah she's just like i just love like all of her work she's done some work for uh uh she like self-created nimona and she did uh lumberjanes with boom studios and she's worked on some of their other stuff like uh sleepy hollow and adventure time uh i own her i own the comics that she did for adventure time uh and uh she's also worked with uh marvel comics on uh runaways and thor uh and with dc comics um i think it was like a wonder woman thing anyways anyways uh uh, you want to hear something weird what i can only find two toys for the new show weird one is an action figure of she-ra and the other is an action figure of katra um, okay. And all the other toys I can find are from the old show. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Katra is? I think she's the villain. She was no, um, Katra uh, is She was a main villain of the old She-Ra cartoon that I know is in the new one. Yeah, this says Katra was her best friend and then like she left the horde obviously. Spoilers. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. No, this She-Ra is going to be different. She's evil this time. <laughs> anyway i'm excited to get into it so let's just do it yeah yeah let's just do it all right bon appetit and we're back so she-ra uh was from just from the first three episodes that we watched, uh, pretty much, yeah, about as, as good as we were hearing, which is uh, very good. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like comparisons because they're mm. like, ah, oh, my work should stand out on its own. But mm-hmm. I I really felt like it felt like Avatar to me, like the experience of watching Avatar for the first time. That was uh, a very good feeling the first time we watched Avatar. Yeah, because it was like, I know that there is an important thing going on, but I'm also invested in the like funny jokes and these characters getting to know each other. And their line delivery. Oh, yeah. It's all really good. Everyone had really great voices. Uh, I really like how Squeaky Bo gets... And, uh, <laughs> glitter, uh... Glimmer. Why did I say, gl- wait. Commander Glimmer. No, oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I guess I just thought glitter instead of glimmer because it constantly looks like she's throwing glitter everywhere. And, and she she's got like in glitter in her hair. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah. Glimmer wa- spent the first two episodes having to uh, be grumpy and deal with stuff. But in episode three, she w- got to like relax uh, and she's got a-, a great line delivery for that kind of like bubbly character. Like, she's- r- uh, She's a very good, like, teen pro tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the drama with uh, her and her mom. Uh, and I mean drama, not in the sense of, like, uh, the real drama of this show, but, like, the... But, the, yeah. The, the, the mellow drama. drama. Yeah. Teenish <laughs> mellow drama. Uh, it's just it was very fun it was a delight in episodes one and three to uh <laughs> watch those very funny scenes I, I think that's another thing that makes me feel like it's um avatar ish is the let's put teenagers in this war thing yeah but let's not do it in a <laughs> fucked up way i mean it's i don't think it's particularly fucked up in either show mm-hmm. um because they you know it's they're not like child soldiers because they don't go that heavy with it Mm -hmm. but it's still like i don't know interesting i like it yeah i mean they were all definitely it's like an alien fantasy culture and these characters are all uh expecting and training to be fighting in the war soon and i Uh, mean like if you if you make a war show about teenagers you can still have it be funny and you can still do a coming of age story and they could still like make jokes and be stupid sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if they're all like grizzled adults, <laughs> you don't really get that. No, you don't. Making me think of those, those good early Animorphs books. Oh, good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's a, I have a quota now. You have a quota, an Animorphs quota. I have an Animorphs mention quota. <laughs> Um, it's okay, I'm almost done with the series. We can start phasing it out of conversation. Speaking of alien planets, what yes. do you think of uh, all the different people? Um, well, uh, it's uh, not that unusual to have an assortment of uh, animal peoples. Um, in particular, uh, I thought all of the background designs for all of the like um the sort of like satyr-esque people Mm -hmm. um well it's it was very interesting because those people only show up in the rebellion part of etheria um Uh and i think it's due to the like just general mythology of satyrs being like party people because they were like, ah, <laughs> they can't be part of the Horde. That would be weird. We don't have parties in the Horde. No birthdays. <laughs> no parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally, a lot of me taking notes past the first episode is just me writing down fun lines. Um, where <laughs> in the second episode, um, Adora, our main character, uh, she... Uh, she turned into Shira at the end of the first episode for the first uh, time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then in the second episode, 
the ruins are collapsing around them and she grabs this she wants the sword and she's like I need the scary lady in the cape (laughs) (laughs) she's big and powerful she's she's me but big and scary (laughs) zap I'm gonna turn this horse into an alicorn yeah she uh, he hates being called horsey which is what they called him for two and a half episodes yeah it's such a terrible name i forgot <laughs> swift wind it's swift wind yeah that was the fucking stinger at the end of episode two like who's whose horse is this <laughs> but yeah i forgot that swift wind was a thing in the original she-ra yeah um so i totally wasn't even expecting horsey to like transform essentially into a main character yeah Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's very good. It's very cute. It's uh, uh, enjoyable uh, for everyone, I think. But it's always nice uh, to see shows uh, that are obviously more welcoming uh, and considerate of uh, the female demographic. Uh, just because, you know, uh, there are like dozens of shows created every year that still operate uh pretty much on the smurfette principle yeah well um and i know a lot of people are very down on steven universe for whatever reasons but that i think is the show that really normalized catering to young girls and i'm okay Mm. with that uh i definitely yeah definitely uh, i'm really glad uh for the advancements made uh, in recent years uh uh due in large part to steven universe uh, and i'm glad that uh we can get kids shows like this now mm-hmm. uh, um it is still on netflix and not a channel mm-hmm. so netflix has got more freedom to do whatever they want but it's still pretty cool i just had to say i googled catcher because i wanted to see what her 80s design was um mm-hmm. but on the front page if you just google catra um, there's a recommendation for a YouTube video and the channel is called, are they gay? <laughs> <laughs> and I think you could guess what the video is about. <laughs> Katra, is she gay? Katra and Adora specifically, both of them. Mm-hmm, understandable. I remember the original Katra design. She was just a regular, like, uh, all of the characters back then, I think were just like regular people, but with some like, uh, weapons and like uh design choices in I mean, her outfit kind of around a theme she she looks very um i guess disney villainous because she's got the high cheekbones and the very angled eyebrows uh yeah but a lot of cartoons looked like that back then um well but i mean specifically villainess has always had the like angular faces and because you know round is friendly and angles are not friendly mm-hmm. um She's still got, like, the head thing that, the M-shaped head thing that Catra has. Um, Only it's, a, like, uh, a lot more... It's a lot know, more pronounced. Design. A lot more angular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's, you know, got a lot more exposed skin than Catra does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like her. She, I don't like her. I like the new Catra better. Who's the new Catra, who is actually a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> uh, which is... What I was thinking about, I don't think the original cartoon had anybody other than humans, but I could be wrong about that. I mean, you know, neither of us are uh, 
experts in the Masters of the Universe, so let's not bother. Fair enough, but I'm pretty sure it was just, like, humans and, like, talking animals. I don't think there was a, you know, cat girl, Catra, or satyr people, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. It's been decades since the original uh, He-Man and She-Ra, and uh, now people enjoy anime. Uh, <laughs> stop imperialism or cat girl gf yeah 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 <laughs> these are important choices uh, and important elements of art today uh, you know it's just um different influences of the time uh, different design choices uh it's a very beautiful very colorful show uh and the animation uh is, is quite good it makes me angry when people are like I hate the Cal Arts style and the Bubble Art style. And I'm like, why you hate things that are good, though? That's all just like code words for... Uh, for modern I... cartoons? Not for... I don't know. Uh, for... I mean, yeah, definitely a large part of it is like, oh, I hate new cartoons. Why can't cartoons be like the cartoons I have already seen when I was a kid? That yeah. were the good cartoons. But also just like uh some there like there's some nasty fucking stuff about like the people who like coined those terms uh and the people who use those terms uh, uh associated with some uh very not good people uh who definitely have other motivations for uh what shows uh that and uh movies that they use those terms for yeah um but yeah it's just like a lot of there are a lot of people who kind of just jump on the band bandwagon and say oh this thing is bad or this art style is bad just because people who i think are intellectuals think it's bad mm -hmm. <laughs> um people who think that they are intellectuals me an intellectual <laughs> <laughs> but unironically you a fake intellectual man i can't stand cartoons these days me a real intellectual Mm, I'm too busy thinking about that cat girl GF. Me, I was literally going to say that. Me, an intellectual cat girl GF. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, do you want to talk about Catra now? Yeah. Um, Catra. Oh, when Catra first showed up, I recognized her voice. Um, and. What I actually recognized it from was Steven Universe. She was the voice of Stevani. But what I actually recognized her once I looked her up, I, I recognized mm -hmm. the name immediately. I was like, oh, AJ Macholka, Ali and AJ. Um, her mm. and her sister were a music duo from Disney back in the day. And they were both like Disney stars that uh, I guess unlike the really popular Disney stars just kind of like went and did their own thing. So now AJ is doing voice acting, which is pretty cool. Oh, I'm surprised that's news to you. I thought it was old news that that AJ was uh, Stevani, essentially. Basically, I thought that was... Uh, I never I never knew who Steven Universe voice... I never like looked up Steven Universe voice actors. It was always just, oh, mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj is... I forget that character's name already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, her. Well, they can't afford her, so you don't need to she worry. She only about shows it. up the once or twice. Um but anyway, that's that's all I really glean as far as voice actors. I was like, "Oh yeah, this really famous person was this voice actor." Um but when I heard Catra's voice, I was like, "Huh. 
how do I know that? And there are many ways I know that, which is really interesting because, like I said, she's not a super popular Disney star. Um, like I would consider, obviously, Miley Cyrus a really popular Disney star. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were, as you were going to say, all of the other voice actors like don't even have that much credit. Mm-hmm. They don't even have like that many past works that they've done. Yeah, like maybe one or two of them uh, were on like uh, Craig of the Creek uh, and other like very recent series. Mm-hmm. But but they're relatively unknown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relatively unknown. Uh, that's the second person that we know who is involved in production who uh, uh, worked uh, with Disney. Did Disney absorb DreamWorks? No. No, no DreamWorks I'm... is still its own thing. I it's definitely not eaten by Disney. I don't think. <laughs> I don't. That think, would be. But who knows? Disney has eaten everything else. That would be very um, bad if uh, Disney ate DreamWorks. That would be highly. They already ate Pixar. Uh well, DreamWorks is owned by NBC Universal, and oh, NBC fair enough. Universal is They're owned... specifically anti-Disney. Yeah, and they're owned by Comcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another big corporation uh, that, uh, you know, Disney is not big enough to eat Comcast yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too much talk of corporations in this. uh... Anyway, everyone else who is a voice actor um, is is, uh, relatively new to the voice acting scene. And one thing I just looked up because we only get, we get the intro song in the third episode because the first two episodes are the two-parter that's introducing you to the whole show um so they don't do the theme song on there because it would give away too much um oh uh, yeah definitely so we heard the theme song uh we were like huh i wonder who that singer is so i looked her up she's a 16 year old that was on the voice in 2017 and like mm-hmm. has a really small youtube channel and that's it so like it's really cool how uh I don't know that Noelle Stevenson does the casting, but it's really cool how their whole production team is kind of picking out these people that are good at what they do and lesser known instead of just like putting Scarlett Johansson in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's the opening theme of Warriors uh, by uh, Alia Rose. Alia Rose. Alia. I actually don't know if that's how it's pronounced uh well we did our best tragically but it's not alia for sure (laughs) oh okay (laughs) look i don't know things (laughs) yeah my bad if i messed up there but anyway um, katra yeah we got super off topic from katra who uh was the is now uh they set it up in like the first episode that's like ooh nemesis and then they immediately cut the tension with like ah twist they're actually childhood friends yeah they're they're um i mean they're they're friend rivals mm-hmm. so they're both like trying to do very well um but they also you like, know they're rivals who sleep in the same bed like rivals do <laughs> no but uh i always thought of rivals not as a an enemy situation but just as a we are both trying to be good at the same thing situation in like a competitive there, way. Uh, there's a spectrum uh, from friendly to enemy rival. Yeah. So they're, I, I consider them 
like best friend rivals where it's like uh our competition keeps us you know good at it anyway yeah 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 they're definitely best friends uh although uh, they do get on each other's uh, nerves they're a little contentious uh but uh they're always uh, there for each other, uh, and they're both uh, skilled fighters uh, and orphans uh, who had different perspectives on what they were well, doing. So that's what I was going to say for each, after each other in the horde. Um, is the really interesting thing is uh, when I forget the lady's name or if she was named. Shadow Weaver. Yes, Shadow Weaver. When Shadow Weaver turned up, I said to Sean, I said. Uh, how do they not know they're the villains? She <laughs> looks like one. And you said, are we the baddies? Um, and I then, just noticed we have some little skulls on our uniforms. Are we, we the baddies? We have little skulls on our uniforms. Um, but the interesting thing is, in the second episode, Adora goes, you know, she's having a confrontation with Katra because now they're on different teams. And she's like, what the Horde is doing is wrong. Like, how can you stand by this? They've been manipulating us. I wouldn't have been doing this if I didn't know. And Kadra's just like, yeah, obviously we're the bad guys. Like, Shadow Weaver has been, like, actually manipulating us our whole lives. Uh, how did you not notice? Yeah, it was, well, it was, yeah, she said she's been messing with our heads since we were kids. So I think it's very interesting dynamic to have these two, mm-hmm. one character who's, completely disillusioned with what they grew up with and the other character who was never illusioned in the first place but is sticking with it she doesn't know anything else and we're accidentally like like delusional about each other and what they were doing and what their dynamic was Uh, had a completely different uh idea about it than reality uh because katra and adora up until that point uh the way that they uh talked uh, about shadow weaver and uh, Katra being like, ah, you're being such a suck up. And Adora being like, I don't fucking get why you don't just play nice. Uh, uh, apparently leaves enough room of like misunderstanding for Katra to not get that Adora doesn't get it and isn't aiming for the same thing as her. And Adora has to be like, they've been manipulating us. To Katra thinking that Katra needs that explained to her. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because that was my first thought too is of course Catra sees it because Shadow Weaver is always very praising to Adora and promotes Adora and um is like very nice to her but if Catra mm-hmm. and Shadow Weaver are alone particularly Shadow Weaver is incredibly mean to Catra and i think mm-hmm. part of that is Shadow Weaver knows that Catra is not quote unquote brainwashed she knows that, like, Katra knows what's going on and she's like, whatever about it. And to Adora, she has to be a little bit more softer because she's convinced Adora that this is what's right. Mm-hmm, the conditioning took. Yeah, but for Katra, she's she can be her, like, true self around her. So that's why Katra knows that everything is a sham, but Adora doesn't. Mm-hmm. We're diving into conditioning here in our children's television. Well, and... okay, but like, if you want to, well, if you want to go back into the, this is kind of like Avatar themes. You know, everyone in the, <laughs> everyone in the Fire Nation, they have this, they had an explicit episode where everyone in the Fire Nation was being taught the history about how all the other nations were terrible. Yeah, no, I don't know what you think. I'm pointing out. I'm just saying this is some heavy shit. 
but uh definitely not unheard of uh for our cartoon shows to get into some heavy shit um yeah so uh pretty cool that they've got that whole and a lot of shows lately haven't been afraid to kind of dip into heavier stuff like that mm-hmm. stuff like oh it, you know people who are evil aren't necessarily evil on purpose like the people at the top are but the people at the bottom may think that they're the good guys you know there's not right. a like we were talking about in the first half there in the 80s there was a clear cut between evil and good and, yes. and someone can only be evil if they are being literally controlled <laughs> um but in this one it's like oh you can be controlled in like metaphorical ways Mm-hmm. to do bad things but you're not a bad person yeah i'm not worried about she-ra beating up the stormtroopers uh but i am <laughs> uh but but yeah there is uh comparatively there is more room for moral relativity um for like uh going along with like the the comparisons that you're just bringing up do you think that katra is a like a a zuko type character i i definitely think She's gonna come around. I don't know. Eventually, yeah. They in the end of the third episode, um, they Shadow Weaver brings Catra to Hordak because Catra's been doing it bad or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And Hordak is like, "Well, that's your fault as the leader." So, whatevs. Catra mm-hmm. obviously thinks she's being undermined, so I'm gonna promote her. So right. I think that definitely was a very powerful move on Hordak's part to keep Katra in the system. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes, uh, whether uh, a, you know, uh, eventually, like, you know, the heroes are going to start winning. And the when the failures start piling up, is Hordak going to uh, turn on her? Uh, is Katra only in this for herself at w- what her arc is going to be? uh are all up in the air uh right now uh and um so there's uh the like one season of uh 13 episodes out now mm-hmm. uh, uh and uh we have uh you know it could be uh quite a long character arc uh for Katra uh so you know it could happen next season or it could happen a, a while later because uh I mean, if you want to go full Catra Zuko, it will take until the last season. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know that. Um, God, I had the quote right here, but I can't fucking find it. But basically, Noel said that they had uh, four uh, sets, four arcs of 13 episodes done. Okay, cool. So they're they're planning on a four season arc see i still can't fucking find the quote but uh that's what you think anyway yeah 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 either netflix ordered uh four arcs uh or four arcs is just how much uh they had done at that time in the quote Mm -hmm. i mean who knows this is dreamworks they did how many seasons of voltron (laughs) yeah but voltron seasons happened twice a year so I mean, maybe we'll get uh, another She-Ra season very soon. Maybe. But yeah, so uh, I'm just saying, like, at the end of the third episode, they definitely kind of cemented Catra as 
staying with the horde for at least a little bit longer because mm-hmm. she was promoted within it because in the third episode she was like yo i might leave like the only thing i had here was adora everyone else sucks mm-hmm. um but, but you- now she's like promoted so she's like really you know she's a little bit power hungry that's kind of her thing yeah we'll see how katra katra's definitely ambitious and we'll see how that she does uh now that she's getting some positive feedback uh how that affects her arc and how she's going to continue forward uh interacting with other members of the horde yeah um oh a very uh so the third episode it was called raz and it was about this old witch supposedly witch lady but she does do some magic at the end of the episode um Mm -hmm. named raz and whenever she does something fun she yells razzle dazzle yeah she she seems like pretty much a witch yeah i mean she's she's kind of a stereotypical like i'm so old i don't know what year it is but also I have some really good but, but mentorly also, wisdom. I'm also a mentor and very powerful in my own right. Mm-hmm. So she talks to Adora about uh, someone named Mara who had the sword before her. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, is that Adora's mom? Like, who is Mara? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that Bo said earlier in the episode that they've all definitely lost people uh so i think that the implication uh was that uh 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 uh, mara uh was a relative uh a young girl uh like adora who uh, probably didn't make it yeah um and then she says then they talk about when there used to be stars and i was like oh shit yeah that's some (laughs) fuck I mean, it could just be that, you know, that the planet is uh, isolated from the rest of the universe for now because of some evil bullshit. Or it could be that there's no other stars out there anymore. They destroyed the stars or maybe like there's a a cloud around the a magic cloud around the planet shroud of the horde. It could be a number of scary things. It could be a number of scary things, uh, and the um, scale of how scary it could potentially get goes off the charts, and we have no idea. <laughs> it could get incredibly scary. Um, but yeah, yeah so uh, it, it is kind of, what did I, I, I compared it to Star Wars because it was very like, this is fantasy and also sci-fi, because then she starts having flashbacks of like, looking out of a porthole on you know, at some other planets, and she would look at the stars. So mm-hmm. they've got space travel in there somewhere, whether or not the planet um, Etheria actually has that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know that uh, He-Man, uh, his uh, mom is from Earth, and that his dad and everybody else he hangs out with is from the fantasy planet? Interesting. She was like an astronaut or something that ended up on the planet and they do like go to Earth, which is why Skeletor walks with some children uh, talking about Christmas. But it's I think it was just <laughs> for the Christmas special that they like even interact with Earth. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure though. Because... Oh, Hordak looks very Skeletor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, uh, he was probably, yeah, he was definitely a character in the original. Uh, so it seems like... Um, uh, a lich uh, is what they would go for he for their villains like and masters of the universe. I mean, yeah. I get it. 
that's the that's what their design principle is they're, they're spooky, for big bads undead spooky boys yeah it was spooky um but yeah so shira um when adora is shira she like has the flashbacks to something that probably didn't happen in her lifetime because she's been in the horde since she was a baby mm-hmm. but either like stuff that happened when she was a baby or stuff that you know like uh uh, like planet memories you know kind of what like gaia theory stuff yeah that's i you know the theory that like oh everything is connected so maybe she's having flashbacks of just like her home even though maybe she was never there i don't know fantasy stuff tends to do the, like baby <laughs> flashback thing um, but she like she and... she thinks of the name Eternia, or she sees the she reads the name Eternia on a door yeah, I don't think He Man's going to show up, but I don't think uh, he I definitely think that Eternia uh, is what the mythology uh, is referencing in regards to like the first ones. Yeah, so so my ass- assumption is that a la Steven Universe, even the first ones kind of landed on this planet a very long time ago and left their still advanced for now tech um, mm. laying around. Well, and that's that's the interesting thing is. Um, Adora can read the first one's language, and I don't think she learned that in the Horde, which kind of goes yeah. along with the Gaia theory thing. Yeah, and, and Grey Skull is in her transformation phrase, which is a very obvious reference to Castle Grey Skull from He Man. Yeah, but like none of the other characters that hear her say that know what Grey Skull is, or at least at least show that they know about it. Mm-hmm. So it's very much. I'm pretty sure, like Eternia was the planet her people lived on she came here to etheria stuff happened i don't know it's intriguing though you have any any theories uh no i don't know i mean i hope skeletor shows up uh because uh, uh apparently uh hordak was once mentor to a skeletor <laughs> yeah and uh, uh skeletor betrayed hordak and i don't know <laughs> i don't care if he-man shows up but if skeletor shows up i will go bananas <laughs> i honestly i feel like he-man would be very out of place even if they designed him to be more like Bo. i think he-man would be very out of place yeah and uh i mean the series only has a like uh Bo is like a dude character in the cast which is refreshing so like like adding more dudes would i don't know well um so Bo is a really cool character um i don't think like adding another dude character would be an issue i just mean to the main <laughs> cast yeah but i mean um i mean we still have so many people to meet if the intro song is have of any indication there are I like know, so five friends we haven't met yet um mm-hmm. but of the nameable male characters there's Hordak there's mm-hmm. Bo uh there's yes. Swiftwind and there's Is Swiftwind a boy? Yeah. Okay. Raz Raz calls calls him he. He says oh, okay. uh, his name is his name is Swiftwind. He doesn't like to be called Horsey. Oh, I didn't notice because he's a horse. <laughs> because he's a horse. Also, I don't know why, but I knew from the start that he was a boy. I think that's just Wh- the Something coded in his design. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was designed like uh, the horse entangled, and that's what made me think he was a boy. Maybe. I mean, I he's not anymore. Any... Now he's an alicorn. I can't... 
<laughs> yeah, I can't pick up on anything looking at him, but maybe there are some like subtle design cues that we don't even register that are like flashing uh, what this horse's gender is to us. Yeah, that and Kyle. Who? Who I just wrote down the quote, seriously, Kyle, because he was in uh, oh, yeah. Adora and Catra's like little regimen and yeah, he the, never like, shows up. <laughs> Yeah, he's the scrawny little guy. He doesn't even have any lines, doesn't he? He doesn't have any lines. He's just like a scrawny blonde kid, and that's it. And I just thought it was funny that he has a name. <laughs> <laughs> and it's as mundane as Kyle. Yeah, everyone is Glimmer and Adora and Bo and Catra. Yeah, it's it's the Cloud, Aerith, and Bob theory. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so... But of those, like, the only character that really speaks um, is... Bo, I wouldn't consider Hordak a speaking character unless he gets a lot bigger than Palpatine. Uh, mm -hmm. He's at Palpatine levels right now. Where it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to be creepy in the background and give advice yeah. from now and then. It's too early in the series for me to be stomping around. Right, I'm not a real character yet, but Bo is really cool. Um, he's he's really nerdy and excitable uh, and also really good uh at fighting he's got his his so you could i know this is an audio medium if we did not have subtitles on i would not know i would not have assumed that his name was literally spelled b-o-w yeah because there's a real name that is <laughs> there's exactly a real the name it's b-e-a-u but they were like no no we want to be obvious <laughs> i mean he was almost certainly a character in the original but now um now he's more interesting character. Cat Catra is a cat. I get it, but <laughs> um, I mean that's just how things work. But he has a, he has a really cool. Um, he's got a bunch of arrows. We were joking that it's basically a utility uh, belt, a utility quiver. Yeah, it's like Green Arrow with all of his trick arrows and stuff. Right, he's got an arrow for every occasion, and it doesn't Probably. really matter. It's hammer space until he needs to run out for plot reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, it works fine as long as he doesn't pull out too many overly specifically convenient arrows. A lot then... of them are, I mean, there's like, he does have, I guess they're not overly specific, but I think like when I need to capture someone, I suddenly have a, an arrow with a net in it, you know? I mean, technically, he also used uh, it's multi-purpose because he can use a net arrow to create a net for them to fall for into. For them to fall into, uh, yeah, I'm and hoping he can shoot nets at enemies. I think it would be interesting if they kept it consistent with like what is in his his quiver. Um, we'll mm -hmm. have to keep our eyes open for that. Yeah, we might notice. But but he's just like he's just like a a fun, excitable friend. Mm -hmm. Um, and he. And he makes friends really easily. Uh, he's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the characters are great. And I'm really looking forward to watching uh, more episodes of this show. Uh, do we want to talk about the character design? Uh, uh, what specifically? We talked about Catra a little bit. How she's... Um, well, all the characters obviously are designed younger than they were in the original show. Yeah, and they're not all, all using uh, exactly this. They're not all exactly the same shape and size right, because not. they aren't 
cutting costs with using the exact same molds on all the tools. They're, yeah, toys. they're not all um, bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, because there's magic and you don't need to be muscular to be a good fighter because there's magic. <laughs> yeah, and all of the characters can have uh, nice, uh, distinct uh, sizes and shapes, uh, which is great. It gives them all uh, their own unique silhouette, uh, makes them stand out from the crowd. Uh, and it's nice to see uh, a bunch of girls uh, who aren't all forced to look the same. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I really like Bo's design. Um, since we were just talking about him, because he's got a really cool, um, uh, the way his armor is and the way the belt for his quiver is, there makes like a little heart on his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really cute. Uh, and, and he's got stylish gold bands. Yeah, and I like glimmers, glittery pink hair. Um, mm-hmm. speaking of of character design, um. We haven't met that many unique characters so far. Again, according to the intro, we have a lot of people to meet. Um, who yeah. would you cosplay? Who would I cosplay? Yeah. Well, I don't have a lot to choose from. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a dude. Uh, but like, I guess no. who's like whose outfit would you wear? I mean, Shira has the coolest outfit. Shira does have a really cool outfit. She's got her little, like, peplum top and her shorts and her very, very, very long hair and her cape. Yeah, if we're talking outfits, I mean, then, yeah, Bo definitely has the second best outfit, in my opinion. Bo has a very good outfit. Um, mm-hmm. I actually, Shira's looks the comfiest. I actually really like um, Adora's outfit when she's wearing a cape. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just got her, like... Her, like, little fighting outfit, her long sleeve horde shirt, and her, like, uh, they're not jeans, because they're, like, spandexy, but that, and then, like, a purple cape, I think is is really cute and comfy. Yeah. Her, it's a cartoon, so there's not a lot of texture, so we can't identify exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, but it it looks, it looks comfy, and it looks cute, and I think that's what I would wear. Mmm. You like her, her regular outfit? Her. Uh, With her, without the jacket. Um, the jacket is super cool. I like the huge 80s shoulder pads. Um, Mm -hmm. And she also, like, drapes some, like, cloaks over it, too. But that's what I meant, is no jacket, but, like, either the cape that Glimmer gives her in episode two, or the cape, the pink cape that Bo gives her in episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's the main character, so uh, it's probably good that she's sporting the best looks. Uh, (laughs) I only got a, a glimpse of most of the extended cast uh, in the opening. There's uh, a mermaid. So I definitely like. Yeah, you were very jazzed about the mermaid. She looks great. Mm-hmm. And from what little I could tell from the trailers, uh, she's probably the next most important character. Probably. I don't know. We'll have to watch to find out. Do you have a rating? Uh, am I allowed to say savory because it's just a really, really good cartoon? Yeah, I mean, I can't. With with all the comparisons I've been I've been giving this to Avatar: The Last Airbender, I would not give Avatar: The Last Airbender less than a savory. I mean, that was in your like top five shows of all That's, time. Yeah, like one of my favorite shows of all time. So I don't know that I would give this less than a savory. Mm-hmm, because I mean, 
uh, it's rare that a cartoon will come along and in the first couple of episodes you get that that exciting feeling of adventure you know uh whether or whether or not the show uh is like hyped up uh by the audience or not uh the show itself i mean it speaks for itself it it's it's exciting it's fun it's colorful it looks gorgeous uh i'm really looking forward to watching the rest of it yeah and they and they get into the plot right away and i don't know and i can't yeah, and I can't think of a single flaw, so there's absolutely no justification in my mind for why we would give it a subpar rating. Like I said, they they have the heavy themes, but they also like make a lot of jokes, so it, there's not a lot that someone would dislike about this show. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So there you have it. Yeah, and if you do dislike it, uh, then you're wrong. <laughs> what are we watching in two weeks? Oh, gosh. See, that's the fucking unfortunate thing, because I had a show all picked out, and then I was just like, is that still on Hulu anymore? And then I just checked, and it's not on Hulu uh-huh, anymore. damn it. For the honor of Grayskull, pick a show. For, uh, oh, God. That just makes it harder, because now I have to live up to the honor of Grayskull. <laughs> uh, f- fuck it. Let's just, um... Same. I've never watched it. Uh, show me what Trigun is all about, because you watched it, right? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it when it was uh, on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, looking forward to finally checking it out, because I've always known about it, uh, but I've never actually watched it. Uh, and I can see that it's like on YouTube and on Hulu. So. Hell yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, we will. But uh, not right now. Not right now. Uh, <laughs> Gotta watch the rest of She-Ra first. <laughs> uh, this quote is from Paul Prudhom. You don't need a silver fork to eat good food. Mm, ain't that for sure. You only need a plastic fork. Oh, not plastic. Or your hands. Bye. Bye.